The Major League Rugby Dispersal Draft is this week, and of course, it's going to have a big impact on fantasy rugby. We break it all down and tell you what it means for fantasy MLR. The Fantasy Rucker Show starts right now. Where rugby and the world of fantasy sports collide. Welcome to the Fantasy Rucker Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, talking all things rugby from the MLR to leagues around the world. We're on top of it. Headphones on, pads off. This is the Fantasy Rucker Show. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Yee, Matt Yee, and Devin Vanderpool. What's up, everybody? This is episode number 43 of the Fantasy Ruckers Show. Thank you so much to our Fantasy Ruckers League members, our Fantasy Ruckers community members, and everyone else tagging along on this journey of trying to make Fantasy Rugby a reality in the MLR. Um, this is a week we're missing the big boy. It's a big week, but we're missing Mandy. Oh. But Matt Yee is with right. here with me, as always. Man, I feel like we've had a busy, busy weekend in the rugby world. It might not have been necessarily too Major League Rugby related. You might might uh, beg to differ. I think you got a little points on that, but we've had a a busy weekend uh, in the rugby world. Talk about you know autumn test series. We got New Zealand All Blacks, Wales taking on each other. We got uh, the Canadian uh, woman playing in the World Cup semifinals against uh, yep. England, and then we also obviously had the Rugby World Cup qualifiers in Dubai, USA taking on Kenya. That was an exciting one as yep. well. Man, talk about a, a good time for uh, hey. for, uh, for rugby. And we don't even have the MLR going on right now. Yeah, I mean, look, it's only going to get continue to get bigger, continue to get bigger weekends, more autumn international tests, more repechage tournaments. The games are going to, the stakes are going to be higher every game that goes on in that tournament. And next week we got a New Zealand, uh, a New Zealand England final uh, in the Rugby World Cup. So you know, next weekend's or this upcoming weekend is going to be a big one. Um, but hey, I, I first want to point out Ryan over there, you're looking quite spiffy. Over well, there, you know, a little, little dapper, yeah. for for the uh, for the great uh, I guess occasion of what they call the dispersal draft. Yeah, exactly. Getting dressed up. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a big day. We got we got a lot to talk about. Lots of news to catch up on. We got a brand new team in the MLR apparently, and then yes, Matt, we do have a dispersal draft uh, coming up. So I thought I'd uh, I dress up a little bit wow. for the occasion with some yeah. of this big news that we uh, we got to talk about. And but I mean, I, hey, hey, the audacity of Van. He didn't even dress up today. He didn't even. He didn't he probably, show up. Yeah, he probably doesn't <laughs> even have clothes on right now. You know, like True. he probably has his birthday suit on. You know, hanging out. He's not even here. You know, probably getting some insider information who knows apparently <laughs> who he probably already knows who utah has who's who utah has already chosen who knows who knows? yeah who, who exactly who 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 has an idea of what that guy's going up to but uh at the very least we can uh we can say that he's probably got a little bit of fantasy rugby on his mind with this mm-hmm. dispersal draft coming up and we are going to break it all down this episode you heard it at the top of the show that's what this episode is all about we're taking this dispersal draft that is happening on november 11th and breaking it down and trying to figure out what this means for fantasy rugby before it happens as you're uh waiting for these results for this dispersal draft to come out um we're going to give you kind of those things to look out for when you're trying to jot out those guys that are on your list to draft some guys maybe there's something that changes here when it comes to dispersal draft but we're going to break that down later in this and hey look look we might have done this in past episodes but this episode we're not getting into the politics we're not getting into the nitty-gritty we're the show that talks about the fantasy impact the fantasy rugby impact and how this is going to impact you know maybe your potential team that you're managing in when the season starts so that's the look that we're going at it. Can't find it anywhere else but right here. 
right here on the Fantasy Record Show. That is exactly right. Couldn't have said it better myself, Maddie. And hey, for anyone listening who isn't already, um, if you like this type of content, if you're enjoying Fantasy Rugby, if you're enjoying the journey of trying to make it a reality in the MLR, hey, why don't you give us a follow on uh, the Fantasy Ruckers at, on our social media pages, at Fantasy Ruckers on Twitter, at the Fantasy Ruckers on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, just above there on the video if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, we're the Fantasy Ruckers on YouTube as well. If you throw us a like, a subscribe down there too, that always helps us out. Um, um, to help grow this thing and get it to more people. That's what we're trying to do. And if that isn't enough for you, you can always join our Discord community as well. The link is down below in the description um, in both uh, wherever you're listening on your podcast or in the YouTube description. Uh, the link to join our Discord community channel is there. I'm having a lot of cool conversations, yeah. a lot of people in the rugby community. Um, the MLR Stats Man is in there. Rugby Morning is in there. You can talk with all of them and it's right there on our Discord channel. Hey. I'm, I'm, not, I'm surprised why more yeah. people haven't joined already, but well, hey, we're, we're trying to grow this thing. And there's only one place where you're going to see me make ridiculous comments like I did last <laughs> episode, right? You're going to look at the YouTube, you're going to look at the Discord, Discord, you know, Discord, I'm typing them out. I'm a little keyboard warrior in there on the YouTube. I'm saying it out loud and making myself look silly. And you can <laughs> comment, you know, tell me how just how ridiculous I am. I want to know. I want to know. Exactly. And it's also going to be the place that you're going to hear first. Right now, we had our one inaugural league last year that was opened up to eight uh, lucky members that were able to experience fantasy rugby in the MLR for the first time. Um, but if we are able at any point, maybe even before the 2023 season, who knows? We're still trying to get it in the works. If you want to be in a fantasy MLR league, you'll want to be following any of those social media channels. Even better, you want to be in that Discord community because that's where we're going to announce when we're expanding this thing. All right. I think we got all the uh, housekeeping stuff out of the way. It's time yes, to get in into the big stuff and we got to talk about the news here maddie and obviously the big one that i think was released just after we released last week's episode uh talking about obviously all the stuff that came out with the la guiltinis and the austin gilgronis being removed from the mlr but there was an interesting hype video that uh that mlr put out on their uh, twitter socials and it looks like major league rugby is going to chai town they're going to chicago and there's going to be a team in the windy city Hey, I mean, look, it wasn't a hard prediction, but if you watched the last episode, <laughs> I was calling it the entire you episode. You were, you were. You know, but hey, I'm not going to take credit for that. It was all over social media. Everybody knew that Chicago was going to be the next one. But here's my question. I mean, other than the video, what do we know? There's a dispersal draft going on, and we don't even know what who the coach is. If I'm Chicago, who's, who, who's making the selections for Chicago? Who's making the picks for Chicago? Who is deciding on what players they want, what type of team they want to build with these guys in the dispersal draft? So, you know, at that point, you know, what, what do we really know about what's going on? You know, um, I think I think that may make it difficult to possibly select Chicago players in the upcoming in the upcoming you know fantasy fantasy Rucker fantasy league draft, uh, just in the fact that you know. We don't know what exactly their makeup is going to be, how well they're going to gel, when they're going to even get together at this point. Um, I think these are all considerations into to whether we want to pick these guys and stuff like that. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I will say this. I know that we said at the top of the show that this episode is all about trying to figure out what we got with the information that we have. Mm -hmm. But I think when it comes to this situation, it is – very interesting when it comes to the whole thing, not even just like Chicago, um, not even just the L.A. Giltinis and Austin Gilgroin's removal, um, not even the, just the dispersal job, but kind of everything together. There just seems to be this kind of 
lack of information out there with what we can play with. But hey, we're focusing on this episode on the information yeah. that we do have. And we're going to try to extrapolate things from that to see how that's going to impact fantasy MLR in 2023. So we're going to do the best that we can to draw that all out. But yeah, as of right now, Matt, um, outside of that hype video that MLR posted, I really haven't at this time of this recording... I haven't really seen any more information on Chicago. It gives me a hard time predicting on what kind of players they're going to be leaning uh, towards when it comes to this dispersal draft. Yeah. But then again, at the same flip of the token, I do think that after this dispersal draft on November 11th, we are going to have a realization of 10th? maybe the direction. Is it 10th or November 11th? It might be 10th. I believe uh, it's 10th. Let me confirm here. I believe it's 10th. But regardless, two or three days, you know, Sorry, yes, day. November 10th, November not, 10th. Not going to make a big difference because, I mean, look, Chicago, I don't even think they have a Twitter page. I don't right. even think they have a name. I guess know. my point my point being is that we might not know a name. We might not know the colors. We might not know exactly where they're playing. We might not know their administrative uh, staff. We might not know their coaching staff yet. Um, but I think following November 10th and the dispersal draft, we will have, I think, a general understanding of the direction yeah. that Chicago is going to try to go with, whether that's a development direction, whether that's trying to compete right off of the bat, whether or not they're building towards being more of a physical team, whether they're trying to be more of a skill-based team. I think we will find some of those answers when it comes to the dispersal draft on November 10th. But that being said, still a lot of gray area when it comes to information regarding this Chicago club. But hey, initial thoughts though, man. Hey, I'm excited for Chicago, dude. Chicago is yeah. a fun city. Um, I, I know we're losing Austin. I know we're losing LA. Obviously, two big cities that are a lot of fun to play with. I mean, we watched the games last, uh, last season, Madden, and watching those games um, in Austin, man, those fans were electric. It's, yeah. I obviously was never able to get out to a match out there, but on TV, it looked like it was bumping over there in Austin. Mm -hmm. And obviously, LA, you had the Coliseum and all that and the, and the big you know lights of being in LA. But hey, I think if there's a next best option, Chicago is not too far from either of those cities. You can even say that it is a more populous city, a more popular city than even Austin. Hey, look, Chicago's a historic sports town. They'll support Chicago teams wherever there's a Chicago team. I'm sure they'll have the support wherever they are, wherever they may be playing. But, you know, I think the one thing that maybe we haven't touched on yet and you know what is chicago going to do with the international signings can we expect them to make international signings they have room they have a certain number of international mm -hmm. slots but who's going to be left by the time that these guys have set up you know administrative staff on to deciding who to make the signings with who they want to pick up uh, you know, the MPC Bunnies Cup, we're already seeing a lot of those guys already being signed. If they haven't been signed, you know, they're signing in other leagues elsewhere. Um, it just seems like uh, I'm not exactly sure where the international signings for them come in. And, and, and to me, it really looks like the only pathway that they can go is local talent, is signing, mm. signing locally, developing locally. Um, and developing and obviously supplementing US. that with the players that they select through this yes. draft and all those. But that's things, only right? sixteen so. guys. That's only sure. they only get they get sure. sixteen picks and they got to fill out the rest. They need depth. That's not even enough to fill a twenty three. So, um, you know, at some point we're, we're going to see. Uh, I think they'll move towards a, de a development route. And unfortunately, with all the international signings around the league, you know, I don't think that that's going to hold up. I, I just, I can't see yeah. it. I know no, I talked it's, last it's episode true. that they'll be better than the Jackals in a better spot than the Jackals. But at the same time, at the end of the day, um, 
international signings have been huge for other teams around the league. Sure. And that's what's really bringing them, some of these teams up to the next step and really bringing these teams, like, for example, the Arrows that are making a bunch of signings, you know, international signings like Utah and, and San Diego. You know, these guys are stepping it up. And if you're not able to keep up with that, then, you know, I, I don't know how, how well you're going to fare in the league. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, look at the champions from last year, Rugby New York, right? Exactly. A whole bunch of uh, international signings on that squad, and it, it, it won them uh, won them their first MLR shield. So obviously they're, they're playing a big part. And, and just to kind of tie a bow on this to throw a wrench further into these things um, with regards to kind of those signings and things like that. Um, I don't know how all those trades that were made between Austin and L.A. and, and yeah. in terms of acquiring certain players, no idea how that falls into I mean, it. doesn't know if Chicago reaps any of those fruitions yeah. of, of some of those, uh, you know, salary cap uh, increases or international signing spots. I have no idea. Again, kind uh, of that point yeah. of lack of clarity. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll roll with the punches here because, I, I mean, that's what, we've, that's what we've been doing, Maddie, for the yep. past, uh, Wait, past we've been, year. We've been waiting for news <laughs> to come out. Just patiently waiting. Right, I, me right. myself, you know, I haven't said a bad thing. I've been patiently, just you know, happily waiting um, for more news, and and I'm, I think we're just going to continue to keep doing that. I think the one thing, and, and while we're on the topic of this dispersal draft, I think the you know the one big thing that comes out of everything that's coming out of USRPA, you know, uh, all those things of 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 the player welfare of these guys, and I think the big thing is who is going to opt out. Who's going to opt out of this sure. draft? Are we going to see big names be opting out of this draft and taking the hit and not playing for half a season just so that they can choose where they want to play? And in that case, I mean, this list of these guys, we're going to need to know for the draft because sure. at the end of the day, I'm not going to draft a guy that is going to be playing half a season. I sure. don't want a guy on my team that's going to be only be playing half a season. Yes, they may be great pickups. We've seen the guys that come in halfway through, Wysaki Nahalo, Nehem Milner, Scudder, all those guys that came halfway through still were picked up on teams, still had fantasy impact. But I don't know if we're saying that we're drafting them and holding them in our lineup knowing exactly. that they're not playing for half the season. And I think that will be the interesting thing for us. It, it will be, and, and that's the opportunity cost, right? I mean – you know, having like last year, was having Wysocki in a hollow, having that pickup midway through the season, having Nehem Milner Scudder midway through the season is great. But if you're picking him up and you're a team that's sitting, you know, two and six, you know what I mean? And not yeah. playing for a fantasy playoff spot, having Wysocki in a hollow halfway through the season isn't really going to help you much. So, again, to your point, I think it's very similar if any of you listeners or viewers play fantasy football or any other fantasy sports. Kind of similar to the situation when you have maybe guys that are having suspensions heading into a season. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about guys like um, Ezekiel Elliott um, and, and other players, you know, things like that, where they see a four-game yeah. suspension or Tom Brady. When they see a four-game suspension earlier in the season – are they good enough? Are they worth holding them and taking up a roster spot? Because these are guys you can't throw on your IR yeah. because they're not injured. Are they worth taking up a roster spot? That'll be interesting to see. And we'll get deeper into that conversation, Maddie, when we actually start looking at some of these guys yeah. that may be available, um, guys that could opt out and things like that. And obviously, this will be things that will be developing as we uh, continue to put out shows on a weekly basis. We'll continue to update you guys. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting stuff. Lots of dynamics when it comes to the dispersal draft, which we will get into in just a moment's time here. But a couple more things that we got to touch on before we get there. Um, second thing here is a whole bunch of roster moves happening yeah. over the past week, just like usual. I feel like I mean, now it's dying I down a little though. It's dying down. It, like it's, it's it is dying coming. down. I think guys sure. are guys are finding their. I think teams are finding their roster. It's a little dying down, but you know, at the end of the day, jam, jam delay needs something to post. So, of course, the teams are still going to keep signing. 
Yeah, talk talk about a guy that has been busy this offseason yeah. at MLR stats, James Dealey the at James Delay on, on at Jam Delay on Twitter. Yeah, yeah apparently they're, they're just making about him. they want to make <laughs> sure he needs everybody needs a little bit of a mental break. The teams know they gotta give him a little bit of a break, you know. Right. A little a little bit less signs this week. Only, only two pages. Uh yeah. but here, let's uh, let's break down some of the signings here. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go through them. Matt, you stop me if there's anyone that uh, that pops out to you that could be fantasy relevant in 2023. Yeah. Um Rowita Biddle signing with rugby atlanta coming over from palmyra uh premier uh the palmyra rugby wa yeah premier i'm gonna be honest grade. i've never heard of that club never yeah. heard of that either that's all right uh ben strange he's going to rugby atlanta coming from the uh manawatu turbos the mpc nice. bunnings cup there as well uh noel milan going to rugby atlanta as well coming from slar uh patty ryan he is coming back to the san diego legion after a little bit of a stint over with rugby league one division two uh, yep. Jordan Brown is moving to Rugby Atlanta. He played with Leeds Beckett University. A um, couple returnees too. Cole Brown, Avery Oideman uh, going hey, to the Toronto Arrows. So this is one of the ones that I want to touch on. So I don't know if any guys who maybe have been there from, you know, the start of the Arrows season in the MLR and the start of the MLR, uh, Avery Oideman, look out yep. for this guy. Look out for him. This guy has some, you know, some twinkle toes. He is he is a, <laughs> he is a threat on that wing. I used to play with him when I was younger. Um, he was a guy that we would, if we saw one on one matchup, we would give him the ball. Who did you and play we would for? Let him go. We uh, you play for? When you I played, played Ontario with him. Oh, uh, okay. Ontario okay. with him, but yeah, you would give him the ball one on one, and you would just know he would make gain line every time. He went over to Wales, got an education after having a ripper of a first season with Ontario with the Arrows. Um, goes to Wales, goes get an education, comes back probably 50 pounds bigger, you know, maybe maybe a second faster, maybe even some more steps in those boots. I would look out for him as, as somebody maybe you want to look at to draft. Fantasy sleeper. Yes. Maybe. Exactly. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, again, it's all about opportunity. And hey, he if he if he's going to do what he was doing with the Toronto Arrows when he was first there before his international stint, yeah, yeah. He, he may be someone that is fantasy relevant and a guy that we will be seeing on our fantasy Rutgers rankings moving forward. We'll see. Uh, Danny Giannascoli, he's going to uh, uh, returning with the Utah Warriors. Uh, Luke Campbell, Owen Sheehy returning to the Old Glory DC. Uh, Mill Santarivi coming back to New England Free Jacks. This is a big one. Thomas Aoki returning with the san diego legion yeah. he's a guy that last year had a, a pretty big uh, fantasy impact so uh, well, interesting gonna, to see yeah return. i was gonna point this out i mean san diego legion continuing to pack on right. that backline depth uh i mean he I, I i was watching some of his mpc bunnings uh bunnings cup campaign he looked good for auckland um and you know uh i think he's just gonna add some more depth to an already lethal uh san diego legion backline and they just added san diego legion just added patty ryan too so you know yeah Exactly. Uh, Just bringing up, bringing back all the boys. Uh, Carl Keane, he's going to returning with the Seattle Seawolves. Uh, Jared Adams, he's going from Northland in the NPC Bunnings Cup to Nola Gold. And then Fred Apulu is moving from the LA Guiltinis to the San Diego Legion, playing on the Guiltinis last year, now signing with the San Diego Legion. So interesting move there. Yeah, yeah, kind of smart. Going from a team that that doesn't exist anymore to um, a team that's making moves and looking like they may be pretty dominant here in the 2023 year. So uh, those are our roster moves there. Uh, Last one that happened today. Uh, or I should say uh, more recently as we are recording this uh, this podcast, uh, Graydon Bowd, he is uh, signing with Old Glory DC as well. Uh, the Canadian International is headed to uh, the capital of the United States. Yeah, uh, coming from the Pacific Pride, I believe he also played for UVic. Uh, I think he's, he's on the roster for Canada when they play Netherlands and Namibia. 
Um, so yeah, good signing for Old Glory DC. I think the other one that you were going to say, Ryan, is also Isaac Salmon signing yep. with Toronto Arrows. Um, he was big for them. Uh, you know, not not as much of fantasy impact, but um, but yeah, he was big for the Arrows in terms of in terms of a guy that they constantly started. Yeah, he featured in all 16 matches, started 12 matches for the club, obviously pivotal for that front row for the Toronto Arrows. And hey, you say not fantasy relevant now, Maddie, but uh, I we think if we, include, if we include all those stats that we've been talking like about. 133 for the past tackles week, on the year. Yeah, He has, first, I got to preface this by saying he's at 255 pounds. Yes. That's where he's sitting at right now. And he's moving that body. He's carrying those 255 pounds, 518 yeah. carry meters on 79 carries, 100. 198 rock arrivals, 133 tackles, uh, six defenders oh, yeah. beaten. All right, you, you, it might just be single digits, but when it comes to a prop beating defenders, you got to throw that in into the press release you there. Know, uh, obviously, highlighting yeah. that. And you just picture this 250 <laughs> pound guy throwing in the right foot step and the goose step. You know, um, love to see it. Yeah, and uh, add five offloads there as well. Uh, a versatile prop, Isaac Salmon yeah. is, and, and he added a try as well in his first season with the club, so he'll enjoy his second season with the Arrows coming up in 2023. Uh, I think that's all the signings that I have to go over. So now I guess let's shift on over here, Maddie, to the big news that's going to lead us, obviously, directly into this discussion we're going to have about this dispersal draft. Yeah. You talked about it a little bit. I mean, well, um, hey, well, wait, before, hold on. before we get before there, yeah, get actually, there. let me reveal this. The, well, the the thing that we need to mention before we get into this dispersal draft is we talked yes. about the big weekend that we had in rugby this past week. This is something year, I'd uh, like to point out. Exactly. And I, I don't want to miss this because this is actually pretty big. This is pretty yeah. huge. And it, it, it I think it is reflective of kind of the significance, not necessarily the impact that the MLR has had, but the significance that the MLR has played and will play moving forward in the success of both Especially now, I guess in this case, United States rugby or North American rugby moving forward. Well, let's 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 not throw success out there too quick, all right? Let's. I just mean, start I, with- I'm not saying that they are going to. Ha- I'm just saying that they're going to be pivotal if they are going yes. to be successful. I think that's the better way to phrase it. So. Uh, if you guys didn't know, Kenya, like we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, faced the United States in the Rugby World Cup qualifier in Dubai this past weekend. Yeah. Dominant win there uh, mm-hmm. by uh, by the uh, by the American team. I believe the final score. I gotta pull that up here. Um, Sixty to something. Sixty to fourteen. I want to yeah, say. Regardless. But, the important thing here, Maddie, and you're going to touch on it here, is the number of major league rugby players that were slotted in this starting roster. Yeah. It was incredible to see. And it mean, was really good to see as someone that is invested in the MLR. Look, and not just not just slotted in the roster, but make an impact. Christian Dyer, Hattrick, Fawcett, Hattrick, Fawcett, man of the match, right? Like they're making an impact, but it seems like the US team, and I don't know if this is intentional, but to me, I'll point out a perfect example. You're starting Ryan Reese, uh, right? Ryan Reese over Ruben de Haas. Ruben de Haas, if you don't know him, you may not know. If you just watch MLR, you may not know him, but Ruben de Haas has come through the development age grade. I remember playing against him, but he came through the age grade and he has, he plays for the Saracens now in the premiership. And I mean, you know, when you're looking at skill sets and you're looking at nines and you're looking at, at that position, it's almost a no-brainer that you want to start the guy that is has the skill set to play and keep up with the guys in the premiership, especially with the club with as much class as the Saracens. Well, class is maybe an overstatement. They're kind of cheaters, but um, <laughs> he plays for, he plays for the Saracens, right? So, um, I mean, you know, 
come back and, and you that Ryan Reese is starting over him, you just look at it and it has to be intentional that they are trying to start guys who are playing in the MLR, guys who are helping grow the game in North America, mm-hmm. and guys that are, you know, staying home and giving incentive for guys to stay home in the MLR. And maybe we see more high quality US talent continuing to make the option to stay in the MLR so that they can continue to get looked at by the US uh, US national team. Yeah. And and like I said, I mean, I think that's reflective of the understanding that I think USA Rugby has with regards to how important or how y- useful a tool Major League Rugby can be for them in developing their talent. And I mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the starting roster now and 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 just seeing, you know, that list of the starting 15 there and and seeing, you know, the the clubs that they're affiliated affiliated with and every single one is a MLR team. It, it just, it's yes. so cool to see it. It's, it really is awesome. And again, I will say it is against Kenya, right? It's a, it was a, a 68 to 14 walk. Hey, Ryan, by Ryan, USA. Look, you're part of tries. that. You were part of that Kenyan development on your side. I know. I know don't, you don't like to say it, but look, you were a big part of the development of the Kenyan, uh, the Kenyan pathway to the national team. All right. You didn't, you didn't dance around uh, and, and, and have, have goat for nothing. Uh, so, <laughs> True. Fair enough. So, fair enough. Uh, the, but uh, yeah, none, I know what you're, I know I mean, what you're saying. You know, know what, what I'm saying. saying. I mean, I think I'm in. I guess what I'm saying to to kind of wrap up this conversation is that I am encouraged. I am very, very encouraged that this was the roster that came out for a match that was very, very important. Yes, it's against Kenya, but the World Cup is on the line. You know what I mean? The World Cup is on the line and the the, the management of USA Rugby is confident enough to say, hey, you know, these are the MLR players that I've seen that I know can contribute on the field and together collectively can give us the most success. Um, That's encouraging to see. What I want to see next is when USA faces, you know, when they hopefully qualify for the Rugby World Cup and play against some of these top tier teams across the world, Mm -hmm. are they still putting out a all 15 major league rugby lineup? I'm not too sure. We'll get to see. And uh, yeah, I think it's just, it's great overall. And it's a great stepping stone, I think for, or a great marker and a great look for major league rugby, especially with all the other stuff that's been going around um, this off season. I think this is a very big positive to take away from it. Um, So yeah, very, very exciting. And like we said, very busy, Busy weekend in uh, in international rugby this past yeah. week. Um, all right, now let's finally move on to this conversation about the USRPA, the dispersal draft, the removal of the LA Giltinis, and the removal mm-hmm. of the Austin Gilgronies. Um, I think we we uh, um, we've we've talked about I think the process enough, and you can go back to other episodes regarding the situation on how we feel about it uh, from just a rugby and just a fan perspective. But let's start to really dive into um, the nitty gritty and then ultimately the impact that fantasy that this will have on fantasy rugby. So the first thing I want to kind of bring up before is because we haven't touched on it yet is uh, some of the statements that the USRPA has come out with. Now, I know uh, we read the statement last week when it came to their original uh, kind of um, announcement. And we'll go over that statement again, because a lot of interesting tidbits when it comes to the format of this dispersal draft, that will be important to where kind of guys go. But they did release another statement with regards to um, with the draft approaching. They say if the MLR does decide to hold these drafts in, I guess, when they release this statement in three days, we would encourage them to consider the following solutions to mitigate potential player welfare concerns. I guarantee that previous housing and ancillary benefits will be honored for players picked in both drafts. A percentage of each player's salary in both drafts to be excluded from the 2023 salary caps. 
And then three, the development of all future policies affecting players through the collective bargaining process. So I think aside from what they're demanding, right, and everything, I think what this has highlighted and what I've had time to reflect over here, Matt, for the past couple of weeks here after the USRPA has started to get really involved with this situation is the need for the MLR to now create you know, a CBA. I think this league is becoming professional enough and uh, and expansive enough that there needs to be a CBA. There needs to be a players association that not only represents the United States rugby players, but just every single player yeah. that is in the MLR. And until we get to that point, we're going to continue to have these bumps and, and little issues and challenges here as we go along. But that being said, I do think that this is a step in the right direction. There does seem to be some sort of monologue occurring where we, through trials and tribulation, we're approaching kind of a, 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 a space where you would expect a professional sports league to be in. Um, anything to quickly touch on that before we move on to the kind of dispersal draft stuff? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you, but I think it's kind of a unique situation here. Like we're at a point in the league where some players still are working second jobs. Some players are sure. still, you know, they have other careers outside of rugby that is reliant on where they are geographically. If they believe that they were going to be with the Giltinis or with the Gilgronis in Austin, in LA for the foreseeable future, um, you know, they built careers there. They built professional careers there outside of rugby, which is exactly what you want to see guys do. Um, and hopefully we can get to a point where the MLR players don't need to have a second job. And that would be kind of where we yeah. go from there and they can be fully professional. But um, where we are now, where everything's is happening, you know, I think it's a unique situation. Um, the only other thing that I just want to quickly touch on before we get into more of the fantasy side of things is that I know last episode we talked about the, credibility of the usrpa it seemed that in the past week we are quickly seeing that credibility continue to grow and grow yes, and yes. grow sure because simply not necessarily because of anything the usrpa is doing but simply because more and more mlr players seem to be hopping on these posts retweeting uh liking you know all this stuff you know you guys seeing guys like andrew co liking this stuff and retweeting it um and these are big names in the mlr Sure. Um, and those guys are going to make noise. And when those guys retweet it, people listen, people see it and people follow. And I will say, talking about players that uh, that are in the league and 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 being involved, and obviously we just finished the conversation about the U.S. rugby team. I will say, uh, we got some kind words from uh, mm. uh, former Austin Gilgroni, now San Diego Legion player Marcel Bracky, who uh, was looking. He um, yeah. uh, rugby morning tagged us in a tweet there where he was like, "Hey," uh, he was shouting out some other guys. Say, "When are we going to get a fantasy uh, rugby thing going here? Uh, we need that. We need to start fantasy rugby." And I I took uh, a responsibility there through the notification through rugby morning to say, "Hey, we we got a fantasy." Uh, rugby thing going in the league that you play with why don't, why don't you uh, help us out here a little bit and he did say that he'd be happy to be a, a part-time hype man so hey no, uh, fantasy ruckers hype man marcel bracky maybe i mean i love it and i also we need to figure out you know you were saying brocky but i like saying his last name like brosh so you know, <laughs> you know we gotta figure that out we gotta lay that down the line i don't know if i can trust the commentators we gotta figure out a man himself but also rugby morning quick shout out thank you for being a wingman for the fantasy ruckers show 
He's always been. He's been one of the OG guys. Oh, yeah. It's been oh, yeah. it's been always. it's been great. Always always helping us out. And we always do appreciate all the help that all the outlets get in it. And it's mm-hmm. a team game here. I think we're all in it to kind of help this thing grow. Oh, yeah. Um so seeing, you know, interaction with, you know, uh rugby morning and even having players interact with us, Marcel Bracky and, and obviously the players that we've had on the show in the past. It's been uh, a fantastic ride so far. It's only helped uh, help grow not just the show, but just fantasy rugby as a whole. Because we'd love, yeah. you know, if it's fantasy ruckers or if it's not fantasy, we'd love to see fantasy rugby become a thing. I think we've said it. And you know, all the viewers and, and listeners, and hey, you guys know that we're doing also that. the MLR. We're helping you out. Please come on. We're, we're, come we're on. helping you out a little. Exactly. All right. You, t- you ready to get into the nitty gritty here? Yeah, let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's get into the nitty gritty. All right. So if you hadn't seen it, we kind of went into more depth about this statement by the players, uh, USA Rugby Players Association last week. So you can get into more details into our last week's episode. If you haven't seen the full statement yet, um, go check out the uh, the tweet on the USA Rugby Players Association Twitter page. It's at USA Rugby Players. It was released on November 4th. Very detailed uh, statement there. What's interesting to me is that we're getting all of our dispersal draft information from a, a players association that is not necessarily related in any way to the MLR. Yeah. And I, I was digging through the MLR news page. I was digging through their Twitter and socials and everything. There has yet to is be it any information. That we show up on November 10th and there is nothing happening. I don't is know. Is it possible that we I have, have no, no idea. idea? I mean, it's possible that we have no idea who is going where we have no idea who drafts, what, who drafts, where, um, you know, this is the potential that we could have, that we have no idea what players have opted in, what players have opted out. Sure. And in that case, I mean, the impact on fantasy rugby right there. I mean, what, what are we going to wait for? Is is Jam Delay going to have to put out three, four, five pages worth of these drafted guys? <laughs> Where is he getting this information? You know, like uh, somebody's from Vandy, got – From Vandy with from the Vandy. insider there knowledge. <laughs> and then Vandy's, Vandy's getting it from Joe Schmo on Reddit. So, you know. <laughs> it's, who, a, it's an ever-turning circle. Yeah. Um, so who knows? But Yeah. yeah. But uh, hey, let's talk about it. What is in this is that we do have some information. I am assuming that this is true, and this is coming from a statement – that was sent by the MLR to players that were on the Giltinis and Gilgronis. Um, so this is information that we are assuming has come through them and has been verified. Again, the statement is on the U.S. Rugby Players Association, who, again, we say over the past you know few weeks has been gaining a lot of credibility through the players that have been supporting their outspokenness about this whole situation. So I think with that in mind, I think we can take this for face value. So again, dispersal draft is happening on November 10th. Uh, The MLR teams must nominate five currently contracted players to be placed as expansion draft eligible. Um, Any players uh, can be placed into the expansion draft by their team. So there is no limitation on who can be put in there. And for any player that wants to opt out of this expansion draft, they will not be eligible to join a team until the midpoint of the 2023 season. Matt, you mentioned that earlier. Um, And it has also uh, been stated here, a player who has recently signed a 2023 deal with the team that they are being, um, I guess, exposed to in this dispersal draft, um, they will be designated as a alumni restricted player um, uh, and, and, and will still be eligible to be drafted by Chicago. So it doesn't matter when your contract was signed. Any player is eligible, five players from each team. Um, and Chicago is going to have their their free pickings at uh, at these players, so it uh, it should be uh, it should be interesting who kind of goes where. So I think the opening, knowing that in mind, Matt, I think the opening conversation needs to be because I don't think 
obviously. We don't know who's eligible. We don't know who's going where. We don't know what Chicago is looking at. We don't even know who's making the selections for Chicago. Um, We don't even know any kind of biases that they might have. So I think we need to take this with face value, Matt, when we have this conversation. When people are waiting or when they do eventually see the results of this dispersal draft, because again, I don't think this is going to be broadcasted anywhere. I don't think you're going to get any live notifications that this player was selected. I think we're going to wake up either on November 11th or later, a few days later, and it's just going to be a press release that's going to say, hey, these were the players that were selected. This is what's being done now, and that's what we're going to get. So with that in mind, I think what we need to approach this with, Matt, from a fantasy perspective is just what can fantasy managers expect and extrapolate from anything that would happen from this dispersal draft? What should they look yeah. out for? Who are going to be the people that benefit this from this? Who are going to be the uh, type of players that are going to not benefit from this? What's kind of your overarching kind of reaction yeah. to what you can expect in the dispersal draft? So just, just to make sure I heard you correctly, five players from each team nominated yes. to be eligible for the draft. Correct. So, I mean, like for me, what I'm thinking is if I was the Arrows, if I was Old Glory DC, if I was New England Free Jacks, my roster is what 40, 45 guys deep, maybe 30 to 40 guys deep. Yeah. You know, I'm not touching my 23 core guys. Sure. Nobody, nobody is touching those 23 core guys. I will put five players who I believe will not be, you know, I think that the teams will be putting five players that maybe aren't fantasy relevant as eligible in this draft. So I think in terms of, you know, Players that are moving from other teams outside of the the Gilgronis or or Giltinis, I think that those guys aren't going to be that much of an impact, right? I think they're going to put guys that aren't as much of a fantasy impact, guys that you know um, aren't going to be on our radar anyways to be in the draft and to be waiver wire pickups. Now, I think the more so where we got to look out for is who on the Giltinis, who on the Gilgronis is opting in and who is opting out of this draft. Sure. Because, you know, I think that's the big thing. This is where all of the players who have yet to sign with other teams are available. We've got quality guys. I think like guys like Jerry Labuscogni, right? Yep. You know, he's available in this draft. And and he's Wait, a guy. No, he's on Houston. Never mind. Jerry Labuscogni. I'm getting the names messed <laughs> up. All right. But regardless, you know, there are going to be some well, big names. Exactly. Here, let me, let me, let me name some big names for you. On Perfect. the uh, on the on the Giltinis, right? We're going down the list. We're talking about guys like Ben Lesage. We're yeah. talking about guys like uh, De- Ju- uh, Justice Sears Derue. We're talking yeah. about guys like Hankel Germicius. Um, these are big time guys. We're talking about Luke Cardi. Um, I mean, we didn't see DTH Vandermeer all of last season, but hey, who knows Ryberg. where maybe well, we see John Ryberg exactly. We're talking about uh, Billy nice. Meeks. Like where where he the back of the year right where where may may may, may he go we don't know is he going to opt out is he going to stand in the MLR no idea um, then we start looking at the Austin Groins you got guys like Connor Mooneyham that that was a first overall pick um, over in uh, over a, a couple years ago ironically to the Dallas Jackals and then through that whole stuff ends up on the Austin Groins and now is looking for a new home so yes you're correct there I think you couldn't be more right that I do think we're going to see. A lot of guys from other teams, the other, um, I guess, 11 teams, uh, or excuse me, yeah, the other 11 teams in the MLR, um, they're not going to expose guys that are necessarily going to be, to your point, fantasy relevant. I think where you're going to be looking is which Giltini's guys and which Gilgronis guys are going to get the 
best opportunity or a good opportunity to slot in there on a Chicago team, get that starting role. And hey, it may not be a good Chicago team off the bat, but we notice we've we've talked about this before. You know, teams like the Dallas Jackals, teams like Old Glory DC, who may have struggled a little bit last season, there are still players on those squads that you can look out for that are going to be fantasy relevant strictly on the opportunity that they're given on a weekly basis because they're playing full 80 minutes, because they're touching the ball a lot. I think those are the types of guys that you're going to look out for, which kind of leads into my point, Maddie. You talk about guys and looking for where they're coming from, saying that LA Giltinis and Austin Gilgronis players that go to Chicago are going to have a better opportunity. Opportunity is the word that I'm talking about. I think regardless of whether you look at how good these players are that go to Chicago, Chicago is going to be selecting these players for a reason, right? They have a vision in mind on where these guys are going to slot in. And I think with that in mind, we need to look at after we see who is actually suiting up in a Chicago jersey, Mm -hmm. which one of those guys do we see clearly has a path to have the most opportunity. And I think those are the guys that you're going to want to hedge your bets with when it comes to our fantasy draft in 2023. You're going to want to have guys that are going to be touching the ball. Regardless, maybe maybe it isn't a Billy Meeks, maybe it isn't a Luke Cardi, but maybe it's a guy, an up-and-coming guy, a young guy maybe, that a team exposed that Chicago sees some sort of prospects in and is given a shot at the starting 10 position. Position, or he's given yeah. a shot at the winger position. You don't right. know because, but, but hey, to be fair, we saw that with the Jackals, right? We sure. saw we saw sure. guys like homegrown guys getting the opportunity with the Jackals, and still nobody picked them up in the last season, right? Like guys were not being picked up uh, from the Jackals team. So even if we do see that, you know, I don't know if 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 that does mean that they're going to be fantasy relevant still, simply because you know having those young guys does not mean that you're going to be a good team as you know, doesn't mean Chicago is going to be a good team. Absolutely. And I think, and it's good that you bring up Dallas. I think, I think uh, I dug into kind of the archives of the MLR and the history. And and of course this isn't the first dispersal draft that we've had in the MLR. We've obviously had a dispersal draft before when the Dallas Jackals signed all those players, had the draft and because of COVID had to opt out and delay their inaugural season. So there were players on their squad that had to be subject to a dispersal draft. I'm not too sure if we can extrapolate anything because they're two different situations. Obviously, in this case, we have two teams that were eliminated, where in that case, it was not only it, it, it was not only a, a new team, one team that was eliminated. It was a new, brand new team that was yeah. eliminated. So they didn't have established guys that you see on the LA Gatinis and the Austin Gilgronis. That being said, I mean, I'm looking down the list and and uh, just for kind of reference on guys who uh, maybe opted out and stayed in, um, uh, four people from the Dallas Jackals opted out in that dispersal draft. So if that kind of extrapolates anything on maybe the expectation on how many people will opt out, we'll see. But hey, there were good guys that came from this uh, this area and some that were signed from free agents. You got guys like Connor Mooneyham, we mentioned, who was on the Dallas Jackals, taken back in the dispersal draft. Uh, James Malcolm, um, he was he was an international guy, was able to sign somewhere else and obviously ended up in Seattle um, as a yeah. free agent and things like that. So... Obviously, different situations because in this in, in 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 this instance, there are guys that were exposed that were really really good, and we obviously have that with the LA Giltinis and Gilgronis players. But in terms of guys that are being exposed, it was here in this case just Dallas Jackals guys and people nitpicking from them. Right, it's kind of the opposite yeah. situation here. So, just kind of I thought a similar but not so similar situation that the MLR has already experienced in its very short past that maybe we can kind of see some sort of light in terms of what we can expect. But then again, at the same time, it's two completely different situations. Part of this draft too is also that all the other teams also get some picks 
for some of these players, right? So even though even though Chicago gets 16 picks, um, I believe that the other teams get a lesser number of picks for their players. Am I right there? I'm looking through the rules. Uh, there's no blah, 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 blah. new these players against the other side, which they continue playing the front specified team through the dispersion in the MLR front unspecified through the dispersion of the draft. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I saw that there. Because I'm only two drives to play additionally for the more I haven't seen anything, but I would imagine possibly. Like, I, mean, I mean, that would only I make saw, it fair, right? I mean, I saw that Dallas only, I mean, Chicago only gets 16 picks. So what is only 16 guys from from the rest of the teams being picked? And then like, everyone else gets signed. I, yeah, I, gets I don't know. Signed, but like, then again, I mean, I think, I think that's just adds the point that there is a lack of information when it comes to what's a, a big event that's happening in three days or two days um or, or when the when this podcast comes out in, in in one day um we we still don't know much about the kind of uh the the format of this dispersal draft outside yeah, of I mean, what no, the statement was released by uh by the players association so yeah um, i mean yeah, so with that not being from i won't touch on it uh like I thought I saw it, but I won't touch on it. I think the big thing for me, I think coming out of this is who's opting in, who's opting out. And when are we going to know about who's opting in and who's opting out? Because, you know, I can imagine like this is different than when the, like you said it yourself, this is different from when this happened with the Dallas Jackals, right? Um, this is completely different because we're looking at two teams that had established players, honestly established MLR all-stars and superstars. Yeah. Oh, no, these are two teams that were on the yeah, top of the Western Conference exactly. last year. I mean, these and, are good teams. Some of these guys can probably afford to not play for half the season sure. to make sure that they're going to a situation that they want to go to. Right. So I think, and, and I'm going to assume that we're going to see some pretty big name guys potentially opting out of this draft so that they can, you know, they'll take the hit on half the season and know that, hey, I can see what's going to happen halfway through the season, understand what teams are going to for a chip, right. who's going for that shield. Right. And say, hey, can I contribute to that team? I want to sign for that team and have a choice of what situation that I want to go to. Right. And I can right, see that right. because we've we've seen that so much. We've seen guys, we've seen guys from overseas jump onto teams halfway through and be able to make an impact and be able to, you know, lead them to a chip, just like New York. Um, you know, I think that that's going to be a big thing because then it becomes a decision for us fantasy managers. Sure. Like we talked about earlier. Are we going to draft him? Do we take that? If Billy Meeks, if guys like Connor Mooneyham decide to opt out, is that someone that we're going to decide to use a draft pick, understanding that, hey, we are missing out on a bench spot for half the season of somebody right. that we use a draft pick on and you probably don't want to drop. So I think that that comes the big decision. And, and the big thing is like, what big names are, are we going to see on that opt-out right. list? Yeah. So I guess, I mean, big things here to take away. Got to keep an eye out for those opt-ins, opt-outs. Hopefully that's something that is released along with the dispersal draft results. Um, because again, if we don't have that information come draft time, you know, we still, and I will say, we still do have a bunch of time before our fantasy Rutgers yeah, draft. This is true. Right? We still have a lot of development, right? This dispersal draft is happening November 10th. That gives them, you know, not not. I guess in the grand scheme of things, when you talk about, you know, a off season, it is towards the tail end of the off season. Although but there is time for them to kind of sort this all out, and then yeah, buyer just buy our fantasy. Hey, remember how? Saying? I mean, I'm just saying. Remember how long it took for them to 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 say something about the Gil Gronies and Gil Teams. This is different. This is different, though. They, they've now they've said something, right? Is now it it's been though? done. Well, they're gone. They're gone. The guilty sure, sure, sure. are gone. Yeah, sure, right? they're gone. The but have they, have, is happening. Do right? we know that? 
like yes, the USRPA, yes, we're taking that face value, but has the MLR said anything? That's what, like if, sure. if they haven't I mean, even fine, said anything fine. about the draft at this point, then when are we supposed to know about when these players? If Chicago doesn't even have administrative people on their squad, when are they supposed to actually sign these players? Do they draft them and then have to sign them after that? Sure, sure. Right? Okay. Well, I'll put it this way then. I'll put it this way. We're assuming this draft is happening November 10th. Sure. Okay. I'm I'm going to give MLR the benefit of the doubt and say that this draft is happening on November 10th. Okay. Sure. With that in mind, with that in mind, I think there's still ample amount of opportunity for fantasy managers to assess the situation yeah. and make an informed decision, hopefully, come draft time. Now, I think where the gray area lies is what you're talking about is the opt-ins and opt-outs. I do think that there is going to be an announcement with regards to, you know, who is being selected and who goes where. I think people have a uh, time to assess, you know, like what we talked about in looking out for in this dispersal draft, the opportunity, the name player that is going. Is it a marquee player? Is it a big-time player from the Gilgronis or Giltinis that's moving? Or is it a no-name player from, you know, the Utah Warriors or the Old Glory DC that's moving that, you know, Chicago sees a lot of potential in? Or is that an opportunity that, hey, maybe this potential player can have a lot of success in? And those are things that you're going to have to assess. Um, and I think that, um, that yeah, I, I, you're just going to have to make those informed decisions based on that information. Yeah. You may not know the opt-ins, opt-outs. We're going to get where people go where. You're going to have to kind of go with the flow with regards to these types of things. Yeah. And then when it comes draft time, kind of take all that information and, and kind of make a decision. But you're right, Matt. Yeah. I mean, it is it is so peculiar. It is very peculiar. In a league that is, I think... I think at a point where we can expect professional level type communication amongst the league and, you know, its fans and its players and things like that, especially if it's a league that wants to inject itself into the North American sports scene, which is a thing that is very difficult to do and very mm. competitive to do with how many eyes are on so many different sports, especially in North America. Um, these are types of things that you're going to have to kind of uh, sort out here. But nonetheless, like yeah. we said, this is an episode that we're taking the information that we do have yep. and we're, we're applying it to that fantasy stuff. We okay. said it. You're going to look for opportunity. You're going to look for those names when it comes to the dispersal draft. And when we come back next episode, um, next Wednesday on November, uh, whatever November day that is, next Wednesday, we'll have an understanding of, you know, maybe where those players are going and kind of now start to uh, talk about not necessarily just what you're looking for, but hey, mm -hmm. this is a player that's going to do well. This is a player that's not going to do well in terms of fantasy. And and hopefully we'll have that clarification by next week with this dispersal draft. Yeah. And uh, I think once all of this, I, I will say at the end of the day, once this clarification, all this settles out, man, I am so pumped up for this upcoming MLR season, man. No, with I all mean, the international signings coming in, yeah. even with the idea of having, you know, an even number of teams and having some of these guys uh, going to some of the uh, these teams. And I will say, you know, wasn't the biggest fan of the Giltinis and the whole, you know, marketing situation, Gilgronis and all of that and the Gilcrest situation. So it's nice to see some really solid clubs with Chicago coming in. And I'm excited to see where these really big time hey, players look, are going to go. Don't speak too soon. We don't know what Chicago's team name is. It might just end up being like the Giltini. <laughs> Gronies. So like, you, you, you never know. You really never, you never know. know. True. But hey, like, it's getting me excited, especially I mean, you're the commissioner, so you don't really have to worry about the draft. But it's getting me excited thinking about all the different possibilities of how this can impact my draft strategy. Right. I mean, even thinking about the fact that, you know, if I know that this player is opting out, does this impact how I'm drafting a player that didn't opt out? Because right, right maybe they're going to be replaced halfway through the season by this right, guy. Right, right. Are there going to be rumors that come out that, hey, Mooneyham, Billy Meeks, Luke Carter, these guys are going to be signing with X club? 
Maybe, and maybe yeah. that impacts how I draft the current you know guy in that position for that club. So uh, it's getting me excited for the, for for next season. I'm you know counting on the days until our draft, um, and I'm you know I've already started my research. Not oh, actually, you started, I, you started your I, research. I started you started my research, research all months up ago. Yeah, exactly. I started my research Plus when I figured out notes. I was going to be last place. Plus those sticky notes yeah. that John John made sure that uh, yes. that you utilize moving forward too. But uh, yeah, man, couldn't have said it better myself, dude. And 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 I think um, what what is going to be interesting is just you know seeing all that and seeing you know how people kind of adjust their their strategies based on the things that happen or have happened over this off season, whether that be this whole situation or some of these big time signings that have come in, that have come over to the MLR. Um, in what feels like the most international signings, at least that we've seen yeah. um, since being involved in the league. And, and yeah, it, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And, and that's going to include a whole bunch of more content for us or for you listeners and viewers too, moving forward as well. As we get closer to the start of the 2023 MLR year, man, that means the fantasy season starting. Then that means mm-hmm. a whole lot more fantasy content. We're going to come out with our rankings that we expect for the 2023 year. We're going to come out with some sleeper picks. We're going to come out with some, uh, some boomer bus picks, maybe some bus picks some draft steals all of it everything that you would expect in a fantasy show we're going to bring that to you guys here on the fantasy yeah. rucker show as we get closer to the end hey, here what we don't know about all the politics and the uh operations and logistics of the mlr and whatever is going on in the league we make up for it in fantasy rugby knowledge and that's what we're bringing to you here Exactly. Absolutely. So yeah, and and then sprinkle in a few interviews there here and there with some of the uh, some of the great players that have given them uh, given us their time here to talk with us and give their thoughts about fantasy rugby. Uh, it's been it's been a whole lot of fun, and we hope to keep on bringing that for you for the weeks to come here as we close out the 2022 year and then open up the 2023 MLR season. Cannot wait, and and I cannot wait to do that with all of you who are listening and 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 uh, and watching. Uh, the support has been incredible uh, as we as we first start off this project. And continues to be incredible as we continue to navigate this and we hope to keep on growing things so can't yeah. thank you, the listeners and the viewers enough for all that you do here for us at the fantasy ruckers uh matt yeah. anything that you you got to say here to close out the show here tell the people yeah. look the people got to know and i know this is what, it, what what's on everybody's mind and, and i just want to make this clear because i am transparent um <laughs> unlike unlike you know some organizations i am transparent I am officially opting out of the dispersal draft just to let you guys know <laughs> I won't be available for half the season. I actually probably won't be available for the full 2023 season. Uh, so unfortunately I won't be on anybody drafts boards. I'm officially opting out of the dispersal Man, I, I, I didn't even know uh, you were training there and getting back into it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was training to opt out. So, so no training at all. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. Well, that's, uh, that does it here for the fantasy rocker show. Again, thank you to all our listeners. Thank you to all our viewers. Make sure you give us a follow, a like, a subscription here. Here at the Fantasy Ruckers on all our social media channels. It really does go a long way. Um, but yeah, with that being said, Vandy will be back next week to break down the draft dispersal results. Matt, been great as always. I'm Ryan Nee. We'll be back next week, and we hope to see you then. See you. You've been listening to the Fantasy Ruckers Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, covering everything rugby from the MLR and beyond. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and be sure to tell all your friends. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, connect with us on social media at The Fantasy Ruckers. Till next time, this is The Fantasy Ruckers Show, signing off.